Frank, if you want to reset yourself so you don't have the sun glaring in your face, if you need to adjust yourself, feel free. What a hardship. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> sun in Florida. Shut up and sit down. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, and Roll Tech. What is up, Wisconsin? Happy Thanksgiving from the Inside Wisconsin Studios, all decked out in the middle of deer season. My name is Trevor Thomas. Where's the blaze orange, J.A.? Where's the blaze orange? Yeah, uh, I, I, I have none that I to speak of. I apologize. Zero. Not a single thing of blaze orange in your house. Not a stitch. Hmm. Well, is that bad? But since it's, listen, I don't have time for it. It's Thanksgiving. We got to do this quick. Guess yeah. who's got to go to work? You have to work on Thanksgiving. Well, you figure twenty three years into the company, I you know, we get we get, we get Thursday and Friday are company holidays. So I think the day after I have off. But Thursday, I'll be there. We'll do the airing of your grievances later yeah. on. By the way, I, I notice you are not short on the uh, blaze orange. Oh, no, I've got something to go yeah, around. You're, you're decked out for the holiday season, both with the flannel oh. on. And then, yeah, just in case you need to run out real quick and go. <laughs> I was unsuccessful opening weekend. Uh, I have not been successful yet. I It is the second week of deer camp and all the guys are here. All right. So, yeah, oh we're going to try to bag us a buck here this uh, this second weekend. But so this, uh, this is a big deal to you. Yeah, I mean, this is this is like this is a this is a look forward to event opening day of gun season is uh absolutely a holiday for me i mean yeah. this is ab- the nine day gun deer season is something that i grew up with and so many people here in wisconsin grew up doing i know you just didn't and that's cool but you are you a fan of deer hunting or where do you stand on this so it's like this i am not a deer hunter and i think it's the silliest thing in the world love you too. i think it's absurd but i will say this i am not morally opposed to it right like some people are like how could you kill god's creature I'm good for every once in a while establishing that I'm at the top of the food chain. Thank you. Right? That's why I eat a steak every once in a while. I just want the cows to know this isn't a far side comic. Every once in a while, you're not going to stand up if I drove by. I'm here. And okay. I'm okay with that with the deer as well. Okay? I get it. And thinning the herd and the population, I'm I'm not. There are people, right, that are incensed. You're I'm, not, I'm not on the PETA side where I'm crazy. I get mm-hmm. it. There's, 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 we've got to thin the herd. We go out. It's, what I don't quite understand is people go, it's like a great sport. And I don't buy it as a sport. All right. Why? I don't know that. Well, because uh, it's just like fish. I don't necessarily know that the deer is playing, knows he's playing, right? <laughs> the deer has no idea. He's just going out. He's just going out uh, for a walk and he's just trying to find a berry. And the next thing knows you sitting up your tree stand. Are you a tree stand guy or do you just. Uh, yeah, you, you have to. Yeah. I mean, this is what you do. Okay. You sit in a tree stand. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, you never know. Sometimes, you know, you could, the percentage of weapons are in your favor. He's got none. So if you wanted to, you could just sit on the on the on the hood of your car and let them walk by. Well, fairly frowned upon in the old regulations book, but at the end of the day, this, this is, is yeah. So there are regulations. What are the regulations? There are rules on when you can hunt and when you can't hunt. That I get. Sure. Okay. We're only got nine days and we stuff. But in the end, the regulation is really here. The deer. There's very few of the rules are made in favor of the deer. None, actually. None of them are. <laughs> There's not. It's not like we're protecting the quarterback here when we get a flag. We're not protecting him at all. Well, well we kind of protect game, her. But... We kind of protect her. We got to get a special doe tag and pay extra. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I mean, but the seasons kind of come with them now. But yeah, go ahead. Here's the most of it. So you spent, you said the first weekend unsuccessfully. So yep. you spent how much time in the woods sitting there for not? Uh, overall opening weekend, I was maybe in the woods 12 hours total. Just sitting there. I mean, I have a phone on me now, and you can play around on social media and do all. The, yeah, but such hardships. I understand. <laughs> you know, I this is not okay. So you're sitting there, but you're waiting for the deer. I I, I like it like this. What if we the Packers and the Bears? Okay, let's say we're gonna let them play, yeah. and I'm the Packers, I'm the hunter, and the Bears, they're the deer. Right. Now, if I have a Packers-Bears ticket, I know they're kicking off at 1 o'clock or noon or whatever time, yes. central time. I know that because it says 
if if it's hunting, first I got to go try and sign, find out where the bears might be bears. to try and play football with them. Yes. Then I got to try to maybe tempt the bears into coming to play, or the bears might just walk around, or they may never actually show themselves. And then after six hours, the bears may just go home. And now we haven't played at all. It so sounds like real that, life to me. You're describing real life. So the fact is that, that that's why I don't think I get it's you know. Is, are, are we sports and is it a game and is it a contest at a game? I get, but to me, that's where I, it's just not, I, that's what I don't like about the idea is like, I'm literally sitting around hoping the other side wants to play. And then if he does show up now, we're really not playing at all. I gotcha. And it's done. The end of the game for a while. And oh, by the way, let's say, because I know you, you're a good hunter. Let's say I wound you. Now I got to go track you down because I can't just let you, you know, so yeah. then now, now we're playing more than I actually want to play. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be involved in this. The game was never meant to go this long. Right. I don't want to go 12 rounds. I would like to have this thing go early. So yeah. that bothers me. I don't really feel like I, you can name it whatever you want. Scent of dough. You're washing your clothes and urine. <laughs> this doesn't work like that, but okay. I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> or I you put it on your cotton ball and you throw it through the dryer. Whatever it is. Are you, do you eat venison, John? Have you, are you a venison guy? No. Listen, do you know why Festival Food sponsors this show? So that I don't have to go out there and do this. I'm not a caveman anymore. I enjoy life's luxuries. I like to watch the Packers on TV if they're not in town. I like to, when you go shoot, the, let's say we're, we're going to go best case scenario that you're going to get your deer. Yeah, I will. What are you going to do with it now? After you strap it to the hood of the car. Uh, you take it home and you process it. You Who processes it? Are you doing it or you got to take it to the butcher? I, I process it and I take all the trimmings to the butcher so that they can grind it up into little one pound tubes. Yeah. So you still have to use the middleman anyway. So <laughs> so I get that you're there at the very base level, but then you still got to turn it over and c congratulations for you. Cause there's, as a child, there was nothing less traumatic in my life than walking to school and seeing the garage door open of the Gerondales and a big old buck hanging, you know, strung up in the garage with the garage doors open. Cause we got to get the smell of it out there. You know, can you imagine? Like, like, that's traumatic when you're seven years old and you're just kind of walking to school and you're like, <laughs> right? You look in the garage and there's the dude. He's just got it hanging there. Yeah. You know, good. Well, the I taste mean, really good. And it's fun to see all the It tastes animals. really good. <laughs> it does taste really good. All right. Hey, uh, hunting Brett Favre, his center, Frank Winters. Great transition, sure. Trev. Thanks, John. This yeah, smooth. Inside Wisconsin. And so we've talked about uh, in social media, in the world out there on digital platforms, about the best Packer quarterback and center combo. And by far, Favre and Winters got the most votes. I mean, it's not even close, right, John? Well, I'm not sure Star and Ringo had uh, uh, um, quite the um, same access that the guys do now. Yeah. Um, and that was until, of course, Lombardi shipped him off and, and the rest of them. And I guess, you know, uh, Corey Lindsay does a nice job, but I don't know that he's quite as sexy, right? Um, maybe if he was Corey Bag of Croissants. I don't You know, there it was between the success, uh, between the nickname, which was terrific, uh, between just sort of the, the, the charisma that Favre brought to the position, uh, the fact that he very much always played. Uh, Jim McMahon was like that. There you find the occasional quarterback that sort of, Feels like maybe he's just the best offensive lineman who can throw a spiral. So that's even why he's the quarterback, because at heart and his mind, that's really the position he would like to play, or at least that's how he views himself. So I think all that combination of, of events is why those guys are so closely tied together. And the stories that Frankie is able to share of their time together are second to none in our small infant being here on Inside Wisconsin. You will love this. Frankie Bag of Donut Winters today on Inside Wisconsin. Shut up and sit down. And so here he is, Super Bowl champion, former center for the Green Bay Packers, the one, the only Frankie Bag of Donuts, Frank Winters on Inside Wisconsin. What's up, Frank? Hey, guys. How you doing? Everything's great. How about yourself? Uh, well, I'm not sitting in Naples, so I, you know, I, I was fine right up until I looked at your background, which I made you move, so I didn't have to see the water or the palm trees. <laughs> I know, it's beautiful down here. I left Chicago this morning, it was 32, and here I am, it's, uh, it's about 83 right now, sitting on my buddy's balcony and uh, enjoying the beautiful views. Damn, that sounds but, awesome. Seems uh, like a good life. Yeah, somebody's got to do it, right? <laughs> Well, everything beats Chicago. Let's be honest. I mean, well, I would have got yeah. out of Chicago too. I mean, the weather—the weather's—it's cold up there. It's—it's it's dark at four fifteen. 
Um, you know, we we had some flurries yesterday, but it's yeah, it's it's perfect weather down here. So in Naples, you probably can go around in some anonymity. Uh, but is there ever a day where you are not um, a world champion Green Bay Packer? Um, I pretty much fly under the radar. You know, I, I, I do, uh, I like to like, you know, I kind of like, uh, I have my local spots that hang out in Chicago. It's a lot of fun. Um, but, I, you know, as you get older, I mean, you know, you got a, a lot of young guys today and it's a different world today. Um, but I mean, I, I do, I like my privacy and I enjoy it and, uh, you got to take it while you can. So let's get this out of the way in a hurry here. We've talked about it on the show before. Tell us the story on why you are nicknamed Frankie Bag of Donuts. Cause I don't know. And I don't know that John knows. We got to know where'd it come from. Okay. Well, it's, it's an interesting story. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different, a lot of different tales. I was told how it came about, but how it came about really honestly was, um, uh, there was a guy who I played with in Kansas City and also played in Green Bay with. His name was Bill Moss. He worked for Fox <laughs> News. He was a color commentator on the sidelines and stuff. And he, when he got done playing, he started doing sideline commentating. And uh, uh, he was part of the John Madden and uh, Pat Summerall crew. And I, we were playing the Detroit Lions one year. And it was at the, I believe it was a Thanksgiving Day game. And it was... I think it was the first year where they had the throwback uniforms and we wore these gold pants and these like white shirts. And, um, you know, since it was a throwback uh, uniform game, they took a group photo of all the individual uh, positions and they put all the offense linemen together and the shirts weren't very flattering and uh, they were very tight. And when we took the picture, John showed this, Bill Ma showed this picture to John Madden and, and John said, oh, they look like a bag of donuts. You know, that's like all the guys were wearing the white shirts. And so during a game, a play, we, I think we ran a screenplay, and uh, I think Bill kind of circled the play, and John started circling me. And then and all of a sudden, the, the next thing that happened was it went from the offensive line looked like a bag of donuts to Frank Winters being called bag of donuts. Um, and, and that's how it came about. And uh, – um, people didn't think it happened. It had something to do with donuts and stuff. Like I eat like a bag of donuts every day, which I don't. <laughs> I would love to, but I don't. But uh, that's how that name came about. And uh, Bill Moss and John Madden started that name. 1992, you land with the Packers. You were at mm -hmm. the Browns, the Giants, the Chiefs, and then obviously the Packers for the better part of a decade. Yeah. It's the second game in the 92 season. You're the center. Magic is the guy, and Magic gets benched in your second game for Brett Favre. What's going through your head? Well, I mean, everybody knew Brett was going to be the guy eventually. I mean, Ron gave up a first-round pick for the guy. Um, so you knew at one point or later he was going to play. Uh, I think Don got hurt uh, a little bit, and, you know, Brett came in, and it was a, a miraculous finish. Uh, I believe he threw a touchdown pass to Kittrick Taylor. We won the game. And pretty much the rest is history. Um, you know, Don became the backup that year. I think the next year was released or signed with the Lions in the offseason as a free agent and stuff. But, um, you know, you know, there was so much there was so much hoopla coming into Green Bay with when they made that trade for for Brett from Atlanta. Um, you know, Ron going out on the limb and Mike, you know, making that trade and, and bringing Brett into Green Bay. And, uh, you know, he went in there to have one of the greatest careers of all time as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I would say the rest is history with Brett. That uh, that panned out pretty well. Yeah, it is. I mean, he, he went on to have a remarkable career and uh, uh, twenty years playing there, and it's it's been truly remarkable. I mean, with all his accolades and all the records he set, it's been truly it's been an, it's been a great career, and uh, you know, spending most of it up in Green Bay and um, you know, and culminating and winning the Super Bowl in nineteen ninety six. So he's from rural Mississippi. Yeah. And you're from New Jersey. Green Bay must have been Mars to you too. Yeah, it was. It was a culture shock. It was different. <laughs> it was, um, you know, you come, you come to Green Bay. It's, I think it was at that time. I think when you pull into Green Bay, the science had a hundred thousand people. Um, but that was probably, you know, like uh, Ashwaubenon, Alloway, Green Bay, De Pere. Um, you know, and it, it was. You know, there'll be you go to you move into some apartment complex and it'd be like six Packer players living there. You know what I mean? And I think that camaraderie that was built in Green Bay were just meeting at places and you know on you know Friday night going to a movie with the guys. I mean that was unheard of. You know you 
you know, Thursday night we did all offensive line dinners, and then later on after the night we meet up with the defense line and then, you know, continue to drink adult beverages till midnight and, you know, try to make way in the next day and stuff. So it was, <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a great time. And, 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 and those friendships today have continued because of that. So you come here and you play 10 years for Holmgren, which is where you sort of make your, your name in terms of, of obviously Packer fans around, but uh, you played for two other guys that were great. Marty Schottenheimer, you played for Bill Parcells. What were those two cats like? Um, you know, it was, it's, it's true. It's, it's kind of remarkable you say that because they were both great coaches. They're both, uh, you know, they, they accomplished so much in their careers. They, you know, uh, Bill, you know, will probably go down, you know, as one of the greatest coaches and Marty, you know, he was a guy that was a great coach, but just could never win, never win the playoffs. And, um, they, they were, they were hard nosed guys, no nonsense guys. When, when you worked, you worked. Um, that's just the way it was back then. It was, uh, um, it's kind of weird. You go, you go to the Packers practice facility today. They got music playing. Um, that, that would never happen under those coaches. It's just a different era. Um, you know, the teams, the teams tended to be older players. Um, not many young guys made the teams back then, but, um, compared to today, but they're both, they're both legends in their own mind, you know, you know, especially with Parcells and the coaches that went on to be successful after he's left, like with Belichick and, you know, Sean obviously, you know, had a bunch of guys that have moved on to also, but uh, they were they were hard, no nonsense guys. Who, when you were on the practice field, you worked hard, um, and they expect the results out of you on Sunday. So most guys would have like a coach or another like mentor to induct them into Hall of Fames, but you had Brett give the speech when you went into the Packers Hall of Fame in two thousand eight. Was that one of those moments where you're like? it's the best man at your wedding and you hope he doesn't tell stories that really aren't supposed to be told. Like, was that nerve wracking for you? Cause I can only imagine how much stuff you guys got into and you're like, shut up, Brett, don't tell that Brett, shut up. Well, I mean, I think it's a mutual respect thing. I mean, there's, there's things you do as players and there's things you have fun with and there, you know, there are certain things that happen that you just, you try to keep them on a, on a private note. Um, we had a lot of fun and, and it was, you know, truly not of the, you know, you know, reverse the roles and, 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 you know, be his, uh, introduce him into the Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame, you know, when he retired. Mm-hmm. What's, like the single, what's like the single stupidest thing you guys have ever done, but you'd do it again tomorrow if you could? <sighs> Man, there's so many, there's so many things. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he was, he was a total prankster. I mean, you know, the red hot, he would, you know, you, you know, guys would be halfway down in the practice facility and, and, you know, all of a sudden that red one, that red hot would hit in your jock area or under your armpits. And I mean, he was notorious for that. He was notorious for taking your car and moving it across the parking lot and, um, you know, turning the air conditioner on when it's 20 below zero out. And then in the summertime, you turn your car and it's, he's got the heat full blast, you know, um, he, he was the prankster of the team and he did it to everybody. You know, he, he did the fart machine with homegrown up on the podium talking in front of the team. Um, he threw the stink bomb into John Madden's, uh, uh, Saturday night team meetings with meeting with the coach and stuff. He, he was just, he was, he was a grown man with a, with a, with a, a big heart of a kid at, you know, at heart. And he just, he, you know, he just loved it. He, he, he really, he enjoyed going to practice and having fun with the guys. I don't think we're done with those stories anytime soon. More with Packer great Frank Winters in just a bit. We are inside Wisconsin. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, and Roll Tech. JA Inside Wisconsin and American Family Insurance, we're calling it Quotes for a Cause. Pretty awesome. I like it. I want to learn more, and I'm glad that we are a part of this with American Family. Uh, my, my thought is, listen, if it's good enough to be in the Brewer Stadium or you can put it on Steve Stricker's sleeve, that, that is a great partner, great neighborhood. I'm, I'm glad we're there. Us too. We are glad we're here with them. It's Quotes for a Cause. Head to InsideWisconsin.com slash AmFam. Get a quote, and your local participating agent will donate 5 bucks to Habitat for Humanity. John Anderson's going to come and build houses. I just signed you up for that. Listen, my dad, Collins Custom Basement, for years – 
donated a basement to Habitat Humanity every year. But he went out and did that in the in the Green Bay, Brown County area. So um, I can't think of a better partner and I can't think of a better cause, especially in around the holidays. Right. Gosh, if you can get somebody home for a holiday and get them in and get them shelter and put that Christmas tree up or have that Thanksgiving dinner, whatever it is. Um, boy, that'd be special. And, and we are lucky that uh, we get the chance to be a part of it. InsideWisconsin.com slash AmFam. It's quotes for a cause. Go and work with your local American Family Insurance agent. Go there now. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly with American Family Insurance. Top five list time, Thanksgiving Day edition. Woo! The top five things you got to have on right. the Thanksgiving dinner table, courtesy of our friends at Festival Foods, the holiday headquarters. If you're going to go shopping for holiday meals, it needs to be at Festival Foods, and it must include these top five things. All right, so this is where I'm going with this. You okay. and I have had a, a, a little disagreement from time to time in terms of our generational gaps. I'm wondering if we might be able to come together on the appropriate Wisconsin Thanksgiving right. meal. You and I probably have very similar lists, but as you have learned on that, I'm pretty rigid about certain things <laughs> in how we want to do this. And the only thing I could think of that was odd in my childhood, in my upbringing, is we used to really, that was our big thing. My mom has uh, six brothers and sisters and we all go, it rotated around. So sometimes we were in Dallas. I was at the very famous Cowboys Redskins Thanksgiving day game when Roger Staubach got hurt. Longley came in and threw two touchdown passes. Uh, 1974, I believe it was. I happened to be at that game. Amazing. Um, but then I've been all over, you know, Iowa, Minnesota, our place. I can still, uh, for people that remember when uh, – Dave Williams of the Bears at the time. It was the shortest overtime ever. He returned the, the kickoff in overtime against the Lions. I was in Minnesota, my aunt's house, when that happened. So it's really, that was our big family thing. It was it was bigger than anything else. And I had an uncle who uh, lived on a farm in Alexander, uh, ran a farm in uh, Alexander, Iowa. And he used to always slaughter one of his hogs. So in addition to turkey, we always roasted this giant pig that took nice. whatever it was a day and a half. And so that was always kind of neat. I have no longer ever had like 60 people around to have cause to. So that's not on my list. Like I thought, okay, well, what if I just said what we need is, is a pig seems odd. Um, but that, that to me is actually one of the stranger, uh, more fun. One of the more, um, uh, unique things that we did in Holland, uh, at Thanksgiving in our place. So then there's other things that I'm like, stuffing and cranberries and gravy. Like I'll negotiate around that stuff. Okay. okay. We're going to start with a Turkey, right? We need a Turkey. Yeah. I got to have a Turkey. That's on our list, right? If that's not number one, then I don't even know what you're doing here. Oh, see you and I disagree again. That's number five on my list. This is not the first time our ones and fives have been screwed up. Things okay. Are we going from the top down or the bottom down? You, five first you taught me and Turkey's number five. Honestly, I could do without Turkey. It puts my ass to sleep. I want to watch football. I really could do without number four on my list, by the way, is ham. So we're at least on the same page about the whole pig thing. Let's go ahead and bring some ham to this thing. Sure. Happy Merry Christmas. Good. What else? Uh, so turkey, whatever. Ham, got to have it. Um, bun or a biscuit? And That's country crock. And that matters to me. I understand the difference between butter and margarine, but I grew up on the big old brown tub of country crock. And my grandma used. So we're we're good at three. Where where do I have here? Rolls, critical yeah. butter, not other. See, <laughs> see, what are you doing? My grandma used to take a a ice cream scoop into her tub of country crock and put that on a platter, and it looked beautiful. And can doesn't have to be butter, but see, uh, this is this is exactly no, why butter. I want to do this. It has to be butter. Are you, are you trying? Well, okay, we'll put this down. Don't call don't call the dairy uh, people for a sponsorship. You probably like Cool Whip, too, right? Because it's, Amer it's America's favorite non-dairy whip topping. On top of my pumpkin pie. All right, let's go. Number two, cheesy potatoes. <laughs> it's got to be Tell me it's your number two. Number two, we have uh, potatoes. And you'll see. Wait, hang on. Can't see it. What do you got? Mashed, not cheesy. Cannot be cheesy potatoes. That's a deal breaker. Unbelievable. See, this your dumbest idea ever. Not I really. Didn't say, I didn't think it was the dumbest idea ever. I just said, I don't know there's wiggle room. Okay, keep going. What else we got here? Number one, if this is comparable, it ha I cannot do a holiday meal without green bean casserole. Come on. It's your number one. Nope. 
what? I'll, I'll read it to you, okay? Okay. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Gotta have why, is green beans. Not, why is this not working? Hang on. Here we go. Green beans, not casserole with the dried onion styrofoam crap on top. He has to have that. If you don't have the dried onions on top, I'm out. You've got to be joking me. We literally this put these together great. totally separate. All right, here, I'm going to give you the correct list. So number one is turkey. You, you can't have Thanksgiving without turkey. That's the only reason you have Thanksgiving. If you go hunt to thin the herd, you can't have Thanksgiving. Just the third, we got to thin the turkey population. So we got to have a turkey. Whether we have to roast the turkey, you're not going to smoke it, and I don't want to deep fry it and burn down my house. Just roast a turkey and put it on the table. Okay, good. Next, potatoes. Mashed. Not cheesy or scalloped, not a sweet potato or a candied yam. I, I've seen this all the time. Here, we're going to bring a candied yam. If you have to put marshmallows on something to make it taste good, it's not worth making. <laughs> Tell that okay. to a s'more. I know. And there are a lot of people like that, but I, I just need a mashed potato. Just First thing, not cheesy. Rolls, critical. I like a good one. I like a little. I like a little crunchy on the outside. I want some crumbs to fall, uh, fly. But I have a, have a lot of those. I'm big on the roll. And then again, critical butter. Not oleo. Not margarine. Not country clock. Not not any of that. <laughs> and I can't believe it's not butter. No blue bonnet. No butter. Got it. Okay. Gotta have butter. People are going to throw you out of Wisconsin before I get my list of why we get to Wisconsin. Green beads, not casserole. I want them like sauteed. I want them nice. I want them steamed and then saute them up. A little garlic in there. Make it taste nice. Maybe throw in a pepper, but not the awful casserole. It's the only time people even sell a can of, of, of cream of mushroom soup. It's awful. And really, the dried onions, that's like eating styrofoam. I, I imagine. I don't eat styrofoam. So that's completely, you're completely nuts there. And then the last thing, you got to have pecan pie. I'm not a pumpkin guy. Get a pecan pie, and then I'm really strange on it because it's like I have to have it's only my grandmother's. I like I won't even risk eating other people's pecan pie. I just won't have it. Um, it may be great, but I refuse to risk it. When I come home, which isn't very often, my mom usually she'll make me a pecan pie, no matter what time it is. And then what you need is you take the whipped cream and you make whipped cream right there. A little vanilla sugar, you make whipped cream. Okay. Uh, cool whip, fine, I guess, in a pinch. And the stuff that out of a can is great if you want to play with your kids and or just you know get high. Uh, but yeah, non dairy. So I, I I assume a guy who'll eat country clock will also eat Cool Whip because you know yep. why not? You're just totally anti. Are you lactose intolerant? Not have not told me. Chest pain at the moment, but I'm all right. No worries. Are you lactose intolerant and not no. just not telling us? No, not at all. Yeah, and then that would end the show right there. If you were lactose intolerant, show's over. See, it was can't have it. <laughs> All right. So those are the five. We've got really, it's a remarkably the same five. And yet I couldn't eat at your house and you can't come to mine. I rest my case, Your Honor. It's exactly why we wanted to do this. Back to Frank Winters. Shut up and sit down. Back on Inside Wisconsin, our guest, Frank Winters, who uh, I don't know if you can tell by the accent. Uh, he is not from Northeast Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, he's not from Southwest Wisconsin. He's not from Upper Midway, whatever. Uh, so you're full on New Jersey. I love it. How far did you grow up from the Vince Lombardi rest stop there on the Jersey Turnpike? It's got to be close. It was. I was probably probably about three or four miles. Um, <laughs> I grew up in the Hoboken area right before the, the, the Lincoln Tunnel, right before you went to New York. You uh, pulled into there. The Vince Lombardi was off, I think it was Route 3, um, um, just a little west of the Giant Stadium over there. I mean, it's been such a while since I've been back there, but it's it's truly remarkable. I used to ask my dad about Vince Lombardi because I guess he came from the Giants and uh, also with Tom Landry. I didn't know that. And mm -hmm. they both went on to be great coaches themselves. Yeah, I think um, they both coached under, uh, I want to say, Allie Sherman. Vince yes, was the offensive coordinator and then, and then the defense coordinator was Tom Landry when they went through there. Yeah, and it was truly remarkable, you know, playing in Green Bay for all those years to meet all those old-time players of – you know, uh, Jerry Kramer and Fuzzy and, uh, you know, Bart Starr and Jimmy Taylor and all those all those guys are truly remarkable. Dave Robinson to sit down and listen to their stories and, and kind of let them interject and talk about, you know, one of the greatest coaches of all time and having the opportunity to learn from those guys and listen to their stories and tell us what, what a great tradition it is to play in Green Bay and what it's meant to them and not only on a professional level, but their, you know, their life after football, it was, it's, it's truly remarkable. Do you find yourself in that line, in that legacy? And when you get a chance to talk to players 
on on the squad now uh, or recently that that you find yourself telling your own tales of of your part of the history of this franchise? Um, I do. I mean, it's it is. You know, when you when people talk about the Packers, you know, you, you, when I kind of I kind of make a point where when we talk about the Packers, it's 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 you know, it's one of the greatest you know fr- franchises of all sports. It's you know. When you talk about them, you talk about, you know, you get mentioned in the same name as the Yankees and the Lakers and the Celtics and and what they have meant for their, you know, professional sports teams during their eras. And, um, you know, you look at the Packers, you know, they, you know, and I, I, I never used the word. They went through some tough times in the, you know, the 70s and 80s. I mean, you know, and anybody knows that plays professional sports is so hard to win. And sometimes you guys get in a rut and you don't do as well as you, you have. But, I mean, if you look at the Packers – um, when Lombardi came in, um, even go back to Curly Lambo and stuff. And then, you know, then you have some some tough years. And then, you know, you look at the 90s when we played until today. I mean, the and then you look at some other franchises that have been losing for so many years. It's it's truly remarkable for the size of the city, the accomplishments they they uh, they create every year and they achieve is, is, is truly remarkable. And um, so when you talk about the Packers and you, these people tell their stories, it's, it is, it's truly remarkable to hear about them. Um, you know, hear you know, f- uh, word of mouth from firsthand experience. You talked a little bit earlier about the culture shock of coming from New Jersey and then obviously New York with the giants and so on. But what was one of your favorite things about trying to settle in here to the community that is green Bay and Wisconsin? I mean, you were here for 10 years. You had to have gotten used to it a little bit. What was what were some of the things that you really enjoyed about living here? Oh, it was great. I mean, it was it was an easy commute. I mean, the fans were remarkable. They treated you, um, you know, they, they understood who you were. They know the role you played, and they would come up to you in the restaurant and say hi to you and talk to you. And uh, but at the same time, they would give you your space and your and your and your peace. And you know, when your food came out, they let you sit down and stuff like that. Enjoy it. Um, you know, for being a small community, um, the people was, were, were generally nice. They were really good. I mean, you know, in every neighborhood, there's always some people that can be tough on you. But it was um, the fan. The fan base was truly remarkable. Um, I think the friendship. I think the greatest thing that was very successful for our team in general was that we hung out and we did it. We did it as a player and as the group of players that we played together. We did everything together. Um, so we really enjoy each other's companies and it's, it's a bond and a friendship that has lasted. Like I said earlier, it has lasted forever. And, you know, I'm going to be 58 years old in January. And, um, I, I still talk to all the, a lot of the Packer players that I talk to, I still talk to, I don't talk to many other players I've played with in other different teams because a lot of those, the opportunities don't arise because, um, you know, as with the Packers, we have a lot of, uh, legends, you know, get togethers and stuff like that, where in other teams that's, that's not ready to available made to us. So um, it, it's, it offers some great things for a small community and uh, um, people looked out for each other up there. So, you know, the Brett's, the Brett stories are kind of legendary and, and they kind of grow and, and, you know, get better, whether they're true or not, as time goes by. So let's take four out of the equation. Tell me somebody else on that team I want to go hang out with. Um, Ochimura was a great friend, uh, Marco Rivera, uh, Mike Flanagan, um, Santana Dotson, Gilbert Brown, uh, uh, Earl Dotson, who I think should be in the Packer Hall of Fame. He's, he, I, I see Earl out there a lot. Uh, Gary Brown, I mean, Dorsey Levins, I see these guys, Antonio Freeman. I mean, we see these guys and it, it's remarkable. Some of those guys we haven't seen forever, but it's like, you know, I, I, I follow, um, um, what's his name? Uh, Antonio Freeman on Instagram. And I, there was a bunch of guys in Green Bay, and they—they it just seems that everybody. Every time we're back up there, we have a lot of fun and just getting together and and you know just talking about the old type stories and reliving the past and enjoying you know something that we're too old to do now as as adults. <laughs> when they were introducing you guys at Lambeau for the Super Bowl Thirty One reunion thing. It went alphabetical order, right? Leroy Butler was yeah. one of the first ones. And then all the way down to the end, there's Frank Winters. And we're like, what the hell? Where's Fa- – oh, Brett Favre's last. Duh. Along yeah. with you. That was pretty fun. Yeah, the, well, that course, list. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's the quarterback. He's got to go last. You like the current makeup of this squad? Do you like, you like this team? 
I do. You know what? The last couple of weeks they've been playing well. Defense, they played well. They played great yesterday. I didn't watch the whole game. I could watch some highlights. Um, you know, they played some – in the last three weeks had a tough schedule. And, and to come out 2-1, they sh- I think they should have beat the Chiefs. Um, I think if Aaron played, I think they'd beat them hands down. Um, but they have a good team. You know, they – you know, hopefully they get some guys back. Hopefully Bakhtiari can come back and, and – um, defense lineman can come back, but I think that they'll be okay. You know, you look at the schedule and you watch games on Sunday, any, any team could beat anybody in NFL. It's, it's, uh, you look at what Denver did last week to Dallas and then what Dallas did to Atlanta yesterday. So it's, it's, um, you know, they, they got a tough next couple of games here and then they get a buy and hopefully they can recoup, recoup. But I mean, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. I watch every time you're like, wow, look how good the Titans are. They lost to the Jets. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? How I know. Gonna work out. I heard that on ESPN. I didn't even know they lost to the Jets. They lost to the Jets. <laughs> nice. Oh. So we asked this of John Kuhn, and we also asked it of Leroy Butler. Frank, tell us a story about Super Bowl thirty-one, either pre-game or post-game, that you can get away with telling that nobody knows. Like, tell us something awesome from your Super Bowl experience. We played on the Holmgren. Holmgren was a very strict coach. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, I, I never forget the first day we went down there. We had a security meeting, and they had, they had this big red circle around the city perimeters. And Holmgren was like, you see this red circle? You guys did not leave this red circle. It was because every, everything outside this red circle is bad. Not good. Bad Don't go there. Happen. Yeah. And that's, and, that's, and that's how Mike was. Mike was truly, truly honest blunt and he told it like it was and if you know if, if you don't like to hear it don't listen and uh but we respected that we knew we were down there for a business trip and you know we had our fun you know sunday monday tuesday and then wednesday and then you know thursday hey it was it was i mean we practiced hard the week before so it was i mean we we knew what it was about and we knew we, the task at hand and and that's how we approached it but, you know we enjoyed it when we we're down there you should i mean because then you get too tight and tense and nervous and and then you, next thing you know, you're, you're, you're down by 14 points, you know, instead of just playing relaxed and enjoying having fun. So you, you touched on Reggie. Um, and usually you had to practice against the scout team. But did you ever have any times where you had to line up and, and Reggie's more of an end and you're in the interior line? But still, did you ever have a chance where you just had to, to, to um, block and, and practice and go against Reggie White? Because it seems to me that would be a fearsome and terrible job. Yeah, I mean, I remember one year Fritz, he was running that bare defense and they put Reggie White over the center on like, And of course, <laughs> me, you know, as the offensive center, you make the line calls and we would slide the whole offense line, you know, like so instead of, instead of everybody going one on one man block, we would just slide the right tackle down. I would call like a big slide and I would put like the running back like on an outside linebacker or something like that. So um but I do remember there was a picture, and I think we played in we played in um, uh, County Stadium, and Reggie was still with the Eagles, and uh, he was we, we scored a touchdown, and I was doing a short snap still, and so I take my gloves off and I look up, and there's Reggie, he's right over the center. I'm like, oh god, it's not gonna be pretty. <laughs> well, about four years later, I see this picture, and all you could see is like Reggie White. I mean, I must have snapped it. And Reggie, Reggie ran right over me. And all you could see is me laying on my back and Reggie just like stepping over me and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, now today you can't do it anymore. You can't even touch the center on an extra point or punt team. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it was, that's how it was. I mean, he was feared. I mean, you know, he, there were stories with Ed West and uh, the tight end that played with us and stuff. And he tried to block Reggie and Reggie would throw him around and, it, it was just, it was funny. He was, he, sometimes people said he was a man amongst boys. I don't ever forget a story. I remember about Reggie White and we just moved into kind of the new part of the stadium. And we had a, we had a young guy, a towel boy. He worked for us. His name was Andy Lavin and um, special needs boy, but a great kid. Actually till this day, he still works for the Packers. And uh, somebody sent me a picture of him, me, him and Brett. They were at the game yesterday. They sent a picture they saw in the stadium. And I never forget. Andy Lavin was a huge wrestler. I love like WWE, like, you know, whatever, Ric Flair, I love those people. And uh, one morning I walked into the stadium, it was like seven in the morning and Reggie White and Andy, Andy Lavin were wrestling on the big G in the middle of the locker room. And <laughs> Andy's got Reggie pinned. And as he's got him pinned, he's counting one, 1,001, 1,002. And he, he pinned Reggie to the mat. I mean, this guy weighs about 130 pounds. And, <laughs> 
he got up and you thought he won a WWE. He was running around a locker room and stuff. And, and, and I looked back and I told that story at Reggie's Hall of Fame induction. And I looked back and I'm like, that's the kind of guy he was. He went out of his way to, you know, please this young, this young gentleman who worked for the Packers who, you know, if, if somebody told that story or videotaped that story, I mean, it's, 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 it was truly remarkable. And that's just the kind of guy he was. And, uh, um, he, he was an awesome individual. He was a great player to play against, play with, and it, it was an honor to have him as a teammate. Yeah, those stories, you can't beat them. A trip down memory no. lane with Packer Hall of Famer and Super Bowl champion Frank Winters. We'll wrap it up in just a bit. We are Inside Wisconsin. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, the University of Wisconsin Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, and Roll Tech. JA Inside Wisconsin and American Family Insurance, we're calling it Quotes for a Cause. Pretty awesome. I like it. I want to learn more, and I'm glad that we are a part of this with American Family. Uh, my, my thought is, listen, if it's good enough to be in the Brewer Stadium or you can put it on Steve Stricker's sleeve, that, that is a great partner, great neighborhood. I'm, I'm glad we're there. Us too. We are glad we're here with them. It's Quotes for a Cause. Head to InsideWisconsin.com slash AmFam. Get a quote, and your local participating agent will donate 5 bucks to Habitat for Humanity. John Anderson's going to come and build houses. I just signed you up for that. Listen, my dad, Collins Custom Basement, for years – donated a basement to Habitat Humanity every year that he went out and did that in the in the Green Bay, Brown County area. So um, I can't think of a better partner and I can't think of a better cause, especially in and around the holidays, right? Gosh, if you can get somebody home for a holiday and get them in and get them shelter and put that Christmas tree up or have that Thanksgiving dinner, whatever it is, um, boy, that'd be special. And, and we are lucky that uh, we get the chance to be a part of it. InsideWisconsin.com slash AmFam. It's quotes for a cause. Go and work with your local American Family Insurance agent. Go there now. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly with American Family Insurance. We are back inside Wisconsin. John Anderson, Trevor Thomas, Frankie Vega Donuts, Frank Winters on Inside Wisconsin. All right, Frank, it is lightning round. I've got a few things here. It is actually Thanksgiving when this episode drops. It is Thanksgiving Day. Out of curiosity, do you have any of your favorite memories as a Packer from playing on Thanksgiving, or does anything stand out in that neighborhood? Um, well, I would say the the good things that stood out were playing against Detroit, and the bad things were playing against Dallas because you know <laughs> they always play on they always play on Thanksgiving Day, and yeah. we always had, coming home from Detroit, we seemed a lot more happier than we did coming home from Dallas. <laughs> It is also in the middle of the gun deer season here in Wisconsin. Uh, did Brett ever get you in a tree stand? Were you a hunter? No, I was never a hunter. No, I wasn't. Um, but I remember we used to go play a night at country club, and on the back of Brett's golf clubs was his bow and arrow. And after we were done, after we were done, <laughs> we were done golfing, he'd go bow hunting. Jeez, um, right there. But I, I'm, a, I'm a city guy, Trev. I never, I'm not a big hunter. All right. That's fair. Uh, last one for me. There is a classic video from 1995 that surfaced on YouTube of you, Brett, and Don Beebe trick-or-treating at Holmgren's house. I mean, talk about that trio of guys and just memories like that where you were able to take kids out and just be fun, be normal, be dudes. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, people talk about it all the time, and uh, I think it was Favre's idea. And you could tell on that video when, when Beebe and we were trying to walk in to Holmgren's house and he kind of starts getting tense and he starts getting very, he starts pushing everybody back. And, and then I think after a while, he finally realized BB had, had that kind of a high pitched voice. And I think he kind of realized he went to reach for BB's hat. And I think that's when he pulled it off. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, a lot different back then than it is today. Uh, all right, here we go. We're going to go quick with some of these. First off, sure. you have five career fumble recovers. Were any of them any good or is that just Brett dropping your bad snaps? Just, of course, it's always the quarterback's fault. Just him dropping bad snaps. I don't think it had any carries. Not like the guy from Miami the other day when he caught the pass. Yeah, yeah. How about that? How guy? awesome was that? Give me the absolutely worst holding infraction you had, where you totally like, yeah, I just I mauled him. Um, I would probably say uh, there's been some probably against John Randall. I think I actually tackled him from behind. Uh, <laughs> He got back in the he got in the backfield so fast. Brett asked him, said, 
I told him, I said, Brett, you got to throw the ball. And he goes, did you block him? I said, no, I didn't even touch him. I just tackled him. <laughs> and I uh, said, they're paying that guy a lot more money than they're paying me. So don't worry about it. Uh, so Randall, yeah. was, Randall was a menace. Uh, who else did you go? Like, I can't believe we have to deal with that guy this week. Uh, another guy comes to another guy that comes to mind is Warren Sav. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both. They were both. They they were both. They were both great players, but they were both very fun to play against because the things they would say to you, like I never forget, we played uh, um, um, Warren Sapp and uh, Joe Andrews. He started left guard for the first time. He told Joe Andrews on Sunday Night Football, he goes, "Joe Andrews, he goes, you picked a bad time to start your first NFL game." And then uh, he told Jeff Dellenbach one time, he goes, Jeff Dellenbach, he goes, I thought you retired like three years ago. I mean, <laughs> just things like that. I'm like, I'm like, what do you, these people must be watching like Wikipedia pages instead of film and stuff like that. <laughs> so our boy Andrewsy, you know, he, he's a, he's a New Englander. Uh, yeah. but he, married, he married a Green Bay girl from like uh, St. Joe's. Just a, a guy. Yep. Yeah. I ran into him at a water camp. Yes, he did. Time. Great guy, Joe Andrewsy. Great guy. Some, some guy. Uh, how does, how does one know when it's time to retire? Um, usually you either get cut or most of the times, usually your body gives out. Um, you know, mentally you think you, as you get older, as you get to be an older player, you get to learn the tricks of the trade and you, you, you kind of like, you could adapt and stuff for like that, but mentally you're fine, but you you know, physically your body doesn't want to go there as fast as you think it should get there. Yeah. All right. Two more quick ones. First off, Fraggy Bag of Donuts, what would be the favorite donut? If you had to go get one, what are we getting? I do like those quick trip glazed donuts they have up in Wisconsin. They're pretty good. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I do, they, I, every time I pull in a quick trip in Wisconsin, I either get the blueberry or the original old fashioned one. I think they're the best. <laughs> and finally, since we're, we're here on Thanksgiving um, and everybody's got a turkey bowl, uh, but your high school, the turkey game was a big deal, right? Tell me yeah, about it was. that. It was. It was my, when I went to high school. Now it's called Union City High, but when I went there it was Union Hill versus Emerson High School. Um, it was played every Thanksgiving Day game. It was one of the oldest rivalries in the state of New Jersey, um, and it was great because these are guys you grew up with, and you just you may have lived on 19th Street, and your buddy lived on 20th Street. Well, if you lived on 20th Street, you went to Union Hill versus Emerson, if you live the 19th, and you you'd play against your buddies, and it was uh, it was the talking points for the rest of the year, and um, it's it, people still talk about those games back then. The turkey game started in 1919, the same year as the Green Bay Packers, who would not be who they are today without guys like Frank Winters and that Super Bowl championship in Super Bowl 31. Franks. Thanks for coming on Inside Wisconsin with us, man. It was great to take a trip down memory lane with you. We were grateful. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you guys very much for your time. Enjoy it. Hey, hit them straight, man. Enjoy the 80-degree weather. I will. You you guys enjoy it, too. And go pack. Don't feed the alligators. Thanks, brother. All right. Bye-bye, guys. See you, Frank. Shut up and sit down. Not hard to see why that guy was popular in the locker room with his teammates and a fan favorite when he comes around, right? It just seems like, well, there's a normal dude who just happens to have a rare skill um, that he can snap a ball and and block 300-pound linemen. And you said that perfectly. It was absolutely culture shock for both him and Favre when they got here in Green (laughs) Bay, but did they not eat us up? I mean, sometimes literally from a Thanksgiving meal perspective for Frankie Bag of Donuts winters, but uh, good stuff. He was. I mean, it boils down to, right, we like people who kind of get us. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Everybody, what we are is sort of what we are. Um, and you know, like Roy Butler embraced it, you know, if you can, uh, and you, and you really don't, if you don't really embrace it, so I can see where it, it would be continually kind of, it can rub you, especially if you're something that different, right? That guy's big city. That guy, that guy knows how to take the subway. <laughs> yeah. You, is that something that you would get lost in? Take you, the you, great I would tell you this real quick. So years ago, hundred years ago, I came out for an NCAA tournament game. So I call my best friend's dad from high school, best friend named Rick Crossland, who was in New Jersey, but moved to Green Bay for about four years. His dad came and worked at Fort Howard. So he was there for four years. And I said, Mr. Crossland, who had been born and raised in Brooklyn, and then obviously lived in, in was living in uh, New Jersey at the time, they had moved back and the whole thing. How do I get out there? And he, he goes, well, let's see. He goes, you got three options. You can take your rental car and drive. You can take the subway or you can take a cab. 
And he's like, uh, a cab is probably too expensive and he'll know you're uh, not a local and he'll drive you in circles. So you can't do that. The subway, that's out. Subways were not built for kids from Wisconsin. You're going to have to get in your car and drive. <laughs> and he gave lost. me directions. I mean, every turn, he's going to go, you're going to go about a mile and a half, maybe a mile. And I mean, bang, 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 drove right in. Perfect. Yeah, Mr. Crossan. That was that's not, nice. we like to call him the deacon. The deacon was like, yeah, the, the subway was not made for a kid from Wisconsin. I did the New York Marathon the other day. And every Saturday night uh, before the race, I go with a friend of mine, Chris Chavez, who was an intern here, Marquette kid. Went to school at Marquette, writes for Sports Illustrated, lives in Brooklyn. He's a New York kid that came to school in Milwaukee. And he's like, well, meet down at Vinny's in Little Italy. Great. I'll be there in Uber. He goes, you know, it's cheaper and quicker to take the subway. I'm like, dude, I cannot. I'm not getting on the subway, at least by myself. If there's four people, I might, you know, tag along and act tough like I know what I'm doing. But on my own, I'll just take the Uber and follow the cost. I'll be there. Mm -hmm. All right. So – this, ironically, this is lost on some people that watch Inside Wisconsin or listen to Inside Wisconsin. John, you are a Wisconsin kid. You yes. were completely raised here from six months old until you left. Yeah, about Wisconsin. a year. Yeah, about a year, but okay, yeah, I'm with Southwest you. West High School, graduated mm -hmm. when you were 18, and then you went to Missouri. So you are one of us. I mean, I grew up here. You grew up here. We are Wisconsin guys. Right. Kids. Right. Often, this segment is called John Wisconsin, the things that matter from John's childhood in Wisconsin. Yeah and the funny stories and all that. But today we're taking it in a little bit of a different way. This is the first time you're ever going to share John non-Wisconsin. Non-Wisconsin. These are reasons to kick you out. These are reasons that if, if now they're out here, I could lose my card. Uh, I could be excommunicated. Uh, <laughs> it could be really bad. I could be sent to Minnesota. Don't do that. Um, it could be the depths of hell. What if I get sent to the UP? <laughs> I love the Upers, but uh, what do, I mean, nobody. Want, I was talking with somebody about that the other day at the NCAA cross country meets, and they're like, "I, I get it. I don't know. You feel like it should be part of Wisconsin. We don't want it. Canada's like, forget it. We're out. Michigan's like, okay, but it's going to screw up our map. Anyway, <laughs> lovely people up there. I love to go skiing when I could. Go up to Brule or Pine Mountain or any of those places. So I, I jest. Um, but there are things that I have uh, that are probably things that people will go. Well, I don't know that we can really reasonably rely on this guy anymore much as i had said during the break when i don't know that i can rely on you knowing your butter choices and your green bean choices and your potato choices there's gonna be more people that agree with me by the way but you just i'm just telling you i am shocked it is uh it is ruined it is really shaken the foundation of our relationship right now and and i don't know this could be the uh the final episode of inside wisconsin yeah so based on the list that you're about to share go right. ahead i don't like cheese curds i'm out there you go. It's because it's not real cheese. What does it's, that mean? It's nursery rhyme cheese. Eating your curds and whey, Miss Muffet. I like real cheese. I like it done. It's near cheese. It's not done yet. It's 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 pre-cheese. I, I need cheese. What the hell are you talking about? Are just you talking about fried cheese curds? Any cheese curd. And just because you fry it doesn't fix it. I know that. We like to do that. That's our thing. Mushroom? Ah, not great. But if we deep fry it, maybe it'll be better. I'm not a cheese curd guy. I don't like when it squeaks in there on your cheese and your teeth. And I just can I just get the finished product? Give me this good sharp cheddar. I'll eat it. Give me the nice cacana spreadable cheese. I'm in. I didn't not, expect to fight this much on things. I'm not. I'm not a, I don't. I don't like cheese curds. I'll eat it if it's there, but it's not. It's just not not my thing. Okay, I'm writing this crap down. Yep. Uh, some of this could be because of 30 years in broadcast, but I've broken my. I don't say jeepers anymore. Uh. I don't borrow stuff off of people. <laughs> hey, can I borrow that vest off you? Which is very Wisconsin. Uh, I don't say terms like use guys. You go over to Kroll's, use guys ready to order. I just say y'all or, or all of you. So you've lost. I, I have some things in the syntax, some things in my vocabulary now that would throw me. I still say bubbler. Yeah. Gross, but for the most part, yeah, there are some things that, and, and I go back and now people find it hard to identify that I'm like, you don't sound like you're from Wisconsin. So I have that. Hopefully that's not the worst offense. We've kind of covered number three. I don't hunt. I don't own any blaze orange. And I only mildly tolerate fishing. But you do fish? Well, my dad would go, hey, would you like to go fish? Yeah, that's your dad. You're going to go fish. You know, he'd sit out on the pier with my son. We'll drown a worm. But I'm not a fishing guy. I don't have the patience for that. And it's very much like deer hunting. I'm not sitting there waiting for a fish to decide he wants to play with me. I'm, I'm, I'm out. So you don't what's really remarkable, Trevor, is that my paternal father, the one who passed away when I was six months, mm -hmm. was a huge, avid outdoorsman. No kidding. I have 
fishing tackle of his, fishing rods of his, two rifles of his, things I don't know what to do with because I will never use them. There's a little John boat that I finally, uh, that he had to, you know, to, to, to fish in. And I, I don't have that anymore. I gave that to someone else in the family. Um, but it was really, yeah. So it's really amazing sort of sometimes just the social um, way you are learned. My dad then that, that, that raised me was a Packer fan and we went to football. I realize you do both, but he didn't hunt. My brothers do, but I just never got that. But my paternal father was an unbelievable. My mom tells stories about how he'd bring home at the end of the month, a rabbit he had shot to, to, to get him through the end of the, and my sister can remember stories of him taking her as she was three tromps and through the woods to go shoot a pheasant or through the fields. To, but yeah, didn't get it. Um, number two, uh, I, I don't like brandy. Therefore I'm not an old fashioned guy either, <gasps> whether it's with Canadian club or everything. I just, could I just get a beer? I'm not a mixed drink. I'm not a whiskey guy, but yeah. So I'm not really, I am not an old fashioned connoisseur. And if you ever go, you will never, ever, I've never really actually ordered an old fashioned. <gasps> wow. Wow. Right. I mean, at this point I'm getting farther and farther away. I'm almost, I'm sad for you now. This is, I'm sad. I'm genuinely sad. Yeah. And as bad as those things are, <laughs> right. As, as much as those are close to getting at, uh, number one as uh, they're about to see my favorite football player, was not only not a Packer, he was a Bear. Walter Payton is my favorite football player. Bar none, no excuses. When he played in Lambeau Field, I'd run down there wearing a Bear stocking cap to see Walter Payton. So it's confessional time. That jersey that Brian Gutekunst sent you is 34 for (laughs) Walter Payton. You are so troubled by this. I am more pissed off now than I even was before. Yeah. So when they asked what number you wanted, it's not because I really like Don Chandler or Turdell Middleton. I said, yeah, I'd love it. That would be great. Thank you. What number? 34. I didn't say because Walter Payton's my favorite player. But yeah, the 34 on my Packer jersey is because I, and every hat I have, 34. Um, oh, yeah. We could actually. If you want to break into my my accounts in my bank or in my computer at work, anything like you can bet there's 34 in there in some way, shape or form. It's not quite that simple. Um, yeah. And he was, he was my guy. That and What's amazing is how much I like him is that Jersey I have there that is signed actually got as a Christmas gift from my dad who couldn't be more Packerish, mm-hmm. but he bid on it and then kind of sat there on it until the bidding closed. Cause he was willing to go up and up and up. So that was, yeah, that was my guy. And I'm getting kicked out because I put dried onions on top of green bean casserole. Like that is. No, that's just, that's, that's just a small character flaw. That doesn't get you out. No, the butter thing should totally get you out. And that, that should be worse than any offense I've committed. That's just me liking a guy. You go right to the core of the economic engine of this state. Wow. You know, too soon. (laughs) I'm just telling you, yeah, not all, not all offenses are equal in this case, but. Yeah, so th- those are some things that I think uh, every once in a while, I don't know that I apologize for them. I just have to p- explain that, yeah, we all have some things, you know, like I like kneecaps at the state fair. I dig snowmobile. And I'm like, yeah, I got a lot. You know, they're just some things. Yeah, well. Those so you would not- put that. So you would say that right after the Walter Payton, the cheese curds thing is the second most egregious thing on that list. And the old fashioned thing. I mean, I understand that everybody likes the outdoors and does outdoorsy things like wear blaze orange and go right. shoot animals. I understand that. And I, I would expect that your success at ESPN was fairly dependent on you using or losing, I should say, the uh, Wisconsin in you. Uh-huh. You just couldn't bring that to the sports center desk. But these other things, I mean, the, the if you're not going to drink and eat cheese curds with us, Anderson, what good are you? Yeah. Just don't go throw on a Packer label and pretend that the uh, logo and pretend that's going to cure everything, awesome. huh? Oh, man. Wisconsin, we are absolutely loving bringing this show to you. We have big things planned for the new year. So make sure to stick with us. Subscribe here on YouTube. Follow us on social media. Uh, and truly, from John and myself, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And until next time, as you were, Wisconsin. I'm just going to add one thing to the people. Yeah. The jersey is magnificent. Inside Wisconsin is brought to you by Baycare Clinic, Cobblestone Creek, 
the University of Wisconsin-Platteville, Mill Home Supper Club, Festival Foods, Capital Credit Union, North Star Mohican Casino Resort, American Family Insurance, and Rolltech. Shut up and sit down.